0: Hello and welcome to Zack's Corner, that other show from the Pa People, with your third favorite host, Zach. As I yawed to open this, because that's not rude. Ugh. Sorry kids. I'm falling apart on you. <clears throat> um so as per usual, your Sunday episode of Zach's Corner. <laughs> Oh man, I did I make a single one on time in February? I don't know. I guess we're just gonna have to look at that. That's not good. And uh, hey, but it's earlier on a Sunday. It's nine oh eight p.m. on a Sunday. So ah, <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna keep yawning. I'm sorry, man. I've been working early, and I am not taking care of myself. But you're not here for me complaining, unless maybe you are. Then. Welcome. <laughs> uh, this is Zack's Corner, and uh, this week we did... Uh, uh, weirdly enough, we did a sequel, and we haven't done the first movie before. So I guess this is funny, because we could do that later, and then it'd be interesting. It'd be out of order. I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's not interesting. Okay, duck. I am tired. All right. <clears throat> so the movie we did this week is strangers pray at night so this is the uh, sequel to the strangers uh the strangers is an awesome movie i highly suggest watching that too but uh, i really like the sequel uh the ending really irks me and uh you know for me and i'm sure i've complained about it on the show when you like fuck up the dismount on an a ending of a horror movie nothing irks me more than like a bad ending to a good horror movie and this movie's not extraordinary, really, uh, but it, it's fun, and I like it, and, uh, you know, sometimes you're just in for a dumb movie. It's short, it's concise, it's got, you know, pretty good kills, and, uh, yeah, I think it's worth watching. Uh, yeah. Our, uh, fun facts. This was released March 9th, 2018. Uh, it was in theaters for a very brief time. Um... Our budget here was five million. Our gross in the U.S. was twenty-four, and then our worldwide was thirty-one million. Not a very popular movie, unlike the first one. People really like the first one. I wonder how that did in box office. I don't know. Maybe we got to do that sometime. Um, our uh, director here is uh, Johannes Roberts. Um, he's the guy that did the, uh, 47 Meters Down and 47 Meters Down too. Uh, and apparently, every time we do the show, guys, we learn something, don't we? Because I didn't know this was happening. Apparently, he's in charge of, he wrote and he directed the reboot of Resident Evil. So, I didn't even know that was happening. And that happened really fast, because, what's that movie come out? Like, 99? 2000? Like, it's, you know, barely been, what, like, 20 years since Resident Evil came out? That's fucking crazy. They're already remaking that. Uh, it reminds me of, like when they did Total Recall, right? Because Total Recall came out in like ninety, and then they had a remake by like two thousand, I don't know, twelve something like that. And you're like, really? <laughs> Let it breathe, guys. Let us get sick of it first. I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, they're remaking uh, Resident Evil already. Interesting. Um, yeah, let's get this. Uh, let's get this show on the road. This is Zach's Corner, and this is. Strangers Pray at night. A movie no one requested, no one's looking forward to, and no one knows why I did it. You want a hint? You want to know why? The runtime was an hour and twenty-five minutes. It's one of the shorter movies I own, and I was like, "Cool, let's get this in so I can go to bed because I gotta wake up at five thirty, and I'm not a morning person." <laughs> um, so we're getting like you know a little bit of the title stuff, and we hear. Kids of America playing in the background. Uh, This movie's like very like eighties song heavy, which is an interesting choice. (laughs) I love it. You know, my mom, you know, graduated uh, (laughs) high school in eighty five. So, you know, we grew up on all the music and the movies and all the pop culture stuff from the eighties. So we all really love that kind of stuff. So, good times. And then we get a shot of an empty street, and then we get that. Very misleading uh, little title that says "based on true events." If you don't know, *The Strangers* is uh, one of the worst offenders of the "based on true events" things because the director of the original, he said that uh, the reason he thought of the movie is when he was a kid, someone like knocked on the door was looking for someone that wasn't there, and it really freaked him out, and so he made this whole movie about it. And you're like, that's pretty weak, like very thin. <laughs> to use the based on true events thing, but whatever, man. Um, We see a truck with three people driving up. Uh, They pull up to like a trailer, and then we get a perspective of the people sleeping in the trailer. There's two people in there, and they have their dog. And then uh, we hear a knock on the door. And then uh, uh, the woman, she gets up to answer the door. But the killer's already in the house. And, uh, this is, I'm going to call her attacker number one. She's the blonde woman attacker. And, uh, you know, the woman's killed. And then the, uh, attacker number one, she gets into bed with the old man. And then we get the title, Strangers Pray at Night. Then we see the next day. We assume it's the next day. Maybe it's just a different day. And, um, there's a man packing a car. And then, uh, There's a woman talking to her daughter, and uh, we find out they're all going on a trip going somewhere. And uh, so it turns out, I'm just going to call them mom, dad, daughter, and son. Because, you know, it's just, they're victims in a slasher movie. You know, do we really need names? (laughs) Just know that everyone's on borrowed time. (laughs) Uh, So the daughter, she's been behaving badly at school. She's doing horrible things. She's like ditching class. She's like smoking, you know, she's just being an overall shit. So they're shipping her off to boarding school. And uh, the plan is they're going to drive her to school, but they're going to stop by uh, Gatlin Lake. Um, It's this uh, like hotel, not hotel. God damn it. It's like this trailer park, like campground type place. Uh, I'm assuming near Gatlin Lake. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and they're going to visit Uncle Marv and Aunt Sharon. I didn't write down her name. But yeah. And so they're calling Uncle Marv, they're like, hey, man, we're running late. And then so we take off. Family's on the car. They pick up son from a baseball game that he's having with his friends. And, you know, the son and the daughter, they're shit talking because, you know, it's really what siblings do. <laughs> um,. <laughs> We're driving up there, they stop for dinner at a diner, the daughter's mopey, the mom talks to her, we get a little bit more exposition, you know, we find out about she's been in trouble, all that, you know. And uh, then we get the old chestnut, anytime in a movie someone gets sent to boarding school, the parent's always like, oh, we're doing this for your own good, that kind of crap. (laughs) Look, I'm saying this stuff like it's not good, right? Like this movie sounds bad, and maybe I'm not selling this movie appropriately, uh, my eyes are burning out of my head and I can barely keep them open. So, <laughs> sorry for the lack of enthousi- enthusiasm. Uh, but I am cheap, if nothing else. So, gotta get it in. <laughs> and no one's gonna be mad if I fuck up this review. No one's really gonna be like, ah, damn it. Strangest Prey at Night is my jam. How could he fuck this up? No one cares. It's not like when I botched Mean Girls or Ninja Turtles to where it had real ramifications. No one cares. <laughs> We'll get six listens on this video total, and that's fine with me. (laughs) So they get to Gatlin Lake, and uh, it's really late at night, and uh, and there's nobody around because it's the off-season. They go get the keys from the office, and there's a note from Uncle Marv, we'll see you guys in the morning. So Uncle Marv, not there. Um, You know, they get to the trailer, and uh ooh, there's a ominous smiley face on their mailbox that they don't see but we do it's on the camera side and uh you know then we're they're all settling in you know for like a little bit they're in there for like five minutes and then there's a knock on the door and then they answer the door and it's a girl and she's like is Tamara there and then they're like yeah there's a nobody named Tamara here sorry you must have the wrong house and then they she walks away they're like, well, this is really weird. Like, there's nobody out here. How's, how how can there's someone now? Ooh, this is odd. And then, uh, you know, the parents are trying to entertain the kids because you know they're getting rid of the daughter, right? They're sending her to boarding school, so they want to have one more bonding night as a family. And then um, they're like, let's play cards. The kids don't really want to. And then, uh, you know, they they're like, get off your phones, guys. Can't we just interact with each other? So the kids give up the phones. And then the dad's kind of talking to the daughter, and then, you know, she storms off because she's moody and she's upset that she's getting rid of. And then uh, the the mom and the dad send the son to go talk to her, and then, you know, the son goes to find her, and she's hiding by a playground, and they're talking a bit, a little argumentative, you know, because siblings always have kind of chippy banter. And then uh, she walks away a little bit, and then he follows her, and then they're talking a little bit. And he's like, hey, you never know. This could be a good thing. You know, he's like, I'm out of the house, like, next year. And then this is kind of you getting out. So it's a fresh start for everybody. So, you know, this could be a good thing. And then in the distance, we see a shadowy figure, like, hiding. And know, like, ooh, the kids don't see it, though. And then the mom and the dad are talking. And then there's another knock on the door. And it's the girl looking for Tamara again. And uh, no one. They're like, yeah, no one's there. And the dad tries to talk to her. And then she walks off again. But then this time, she ominously looks back. <laughs> and then the mom, she's starting to worry about the kids being out there. And then uh, the dad notices that the porch light bulb is loose, so he fixes it, and then the lights back on the porch. And then uh, the daughter and the son, you know, they're they're walking and they're talking, reminisce a little bit. They're throwing rocks at the trailers, and they find a trailer with an open door, and uh, they go to check it out and they're in there they're they're about to steal some booze and then they hear a noise come from the room they go to look and it's a dog and they're whoa it's a dog <laughs> then they open one of the windows like the curtains and there's some writing on the windows that says hello and then under a sheet they find the two dead bodies of uncle marv and who we're calling aunt sharon <laughs> the kids they run back to the parents uh they get lost a little bit don't know where they are but they bump into the parents anyway. And then they explain what they saw, that they found Uncle Marv dead. And then the mom and daughter, they're going back, you know, to go call the cops while, like, to their trailer. While uh, the dad and the son, they go back to check on Uncle Marv. Uh, Mom and daughter, they get back, and uh, all the phones are on the table, but they're all broken. And then the mom, she tries to call 911 on one of the broken phones, and it's, like, not really working. And then we find out, uh, attacker number one is in the house, and she has a knife, and she chases mom and daughter, and they go hide in the bathroom, and then there's kind of a lull of quiet, and then you're like, maybe she left. And then you hear music playing, and then there's like a skylight in the bathroom. They get the daughter through, and as they're trying to get mom through, uh, attacker number one breaks through the door and kills the mom, uh, before she can get out. She tells the daughter to run. And then uh, the daughter, she makes a run for it. And then we zoom in on the smiley face on the mailbox. Ooh. (laughs) And dad and son, uh, they get back to the bodies and they go in and then they see the bodies. And the dad, he tries to landline, but it doesn't work. They can hear the message on the answering machine because, like, they play it. And then they hear something outside and they try to hide. And then, um, like, the window's broken by something, but when they look they don't see anybody and then they're gonna make a run for it but when the sun opens the door there's attacker number two which is a man like in like a sack on his head kind of like uh, jason in um part two and uh yeah that's not good so they close the door and they're all kind of hiding out and the dad remembers that uncle marv has a gun so they go get uncle marv's gun they load it and then they're ready to go and then they they look outside the guy's gone and so then they make a break for it and then um, we see the daughter she's running around and uh, she runs into a fence and then you know attacker one's still coming after her and she's crying out for help but there's no one there and then uh, the dad and the son they get back to the trailer they find the mom dead uh, they get the car to go look for the daughter and then while they're driving uh, something's thrown at the car, it, it crashes the windshield. And so the dad, you know, he swerves and he crashes into a trailer. He destroys the steps and he gets impaled by stuff. And then we get more of the daughter uh, running. Then she walks up to a truck and she thinks it might be help, but it's actually attacker number two. Then he chases her down and she hides at the playground in some tunnels. And then the truck parks, blocking her exit through one way. And then she's like, why are you doing this? And then, you know, boo, attacker number three's there. Scares the ever-loving shit out of Zach because I'm tired and I haven't seen this in a while. And it got me. <laughs> Another maybe bad idea to do this so late at night is I'm going to definitely, like, good thing I'm tired enough to blackout. out. If I wasn't, it'd be a rough one because it was way too late to watch this movie with no cool-down laugh. What was I thinking, guys? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so they do the little jump scare and the but she gets away she runs and then we see the son and the dad uh, they're in the wrecked car we find out yeah the dad's pinned in the car and then the dad gives the son the gun and he tells him you gotta go find your sister just leave me you know it's all gonna be fine and then uh, attacker number two the guy um he's kind of like off to the side he's watching and then he walks around the car And then he gets in the car, and then he's just kind of not doing anything, turns on the radio, and the dad's kind of begging and pleading for his life. And then he pulls out an ice pick, and then he stabs the dad, (laughs) like, in the, like, bottom of his jaw. It's pretty bad. (laughs) And then uh, he turns off the radio, and then he gets out of the car, and then we see the truck, it's driving around, uh, looking for the kids, and then we see the daughter, and she hides out in the trailer. And then, um, she hears odd noises, and uh, she goes into, like, the back room to go figure out what it is, and it's a jack-in-the-box, and when the jack-in-the-box pops up, attacker number one is there, and she starts to slice and stab at the girl, and then, uh, the son, he pops up with the gun, and he starts to threaten the, uh, you know, attacker number one, you know, get his sister out of this mess, and then, uh, he doesn't shoot her, they just run away, and then, uh, They get into another trailer and, uh, you know, the son, he sets the gun down as he tends to the daughter's wounds and he tries to calm her down and then the truck drives into the trailer and, uh, they lose the gun and then they try to run, but the daughter, she's too badly hurt and they hide the daughter underneath the steps of a trailer and, uh, the son goes to the office by himself to go call for help. Uh, he makes it, he phones the police, uh, but then the phone cuts out and then uh, the attackers are in the office to kind of surround him kind of funneling him where they want him to go and so then he gets a uh, golf club and then uh, he he goes out to the pool and they turn on the lights and then they turn on the music and it's a really cool pool they got like these neon like palm trees and then they're uh, blasting uh total eclipse of the heart which is awesome <laughs> and then um attacker number three runs up at him and he swings the golf club Knocks her over and then he gets on top of her like, you know, kind of checks and see if she's alive and She springs to life and Then he grabs her knife and he starts to stab her till he gets blood all over himself And then um, he starts, you know yelling like I got one of you guys And then the heavy comes attacker number two comes dragging an axe, which is super creepy and ominous, which is great They start swinging wildly uh, at the Sun and then he's able to knock the Sun into the pool, but then the Sun uh, pulls attacker number two into the water with him. And then, um, yeah, they're just in the in the pool fighting. And then attacker number two ends up stabbing the shit out of the son. And he's just bleeding. And there's just blood going everywhere because they're in water. So it's just pulling him out. And then attacker number two gets out of the pool and he walks away. And then we see um, the son kind of swimming, trying to swim. And then he's eventually pulled out of the pool uh, by the daughter. And then they get to like the lounge area uh, near the office, and she's like, "I'm gonna try to make it for the road you know you stay here and so now she's the hero <laughs> and then she she leaves um but uh you know she she's followed by the car like by the attacker, but she makes it to like a road and then she's almost hit because we see headlights and then it's actually a cop, and it's like, yay. <laughs> and then um she's talking to the cop and the cop has his back turned and then attacker number one pops up and then she slits uh the cop's throat and then uh, the daughter she gets into the car and she's hiding in the car and then turns out attacker number one has the the cop's keys so she unlocks the door and then she starts slicing and cutting at the daughter and the daughter kicks her And it creates enough space to where she's able to detach the shotgun that's uh, attached to the the dash. And then she shoots attacker number one. And then, uh, you know, she gets close to her and she's like bleeding out. And she's like, why are you doing this? And then she takes her mask off. And then she's like, why not? Which is so stupid. Like, in the first one, it's a better motivation because they say, because you were home. Like, that's so much more creepy and ominous. Like, this is just kind of like a lazier version of that. You know what I mean? I don't know, that's just my two cents. And then so then the daughter who has seen Zombie Land, uh, she double taps uh, attacker number one. And then um Yeah. Oh yeah, she's she she gets in the into the cop car and she's turning it on and then from behind we see more headlights and it's attacker number two in the truck and he rams the car and then he drives around, circles the car, and then he T bones the car And then he reverses, hits the car again, and she's like panicking, freaking out. But uh, when Attacker 2 hits the car, the third time, he gets stuck. Like his bumper is stuck in the twisted metal, and there's gasoline going everywhere. And the daughter gets out of the car, and uh, she has a lighter. Because, you know, she's been smoking the whole movie. I guess I should have mentioned that. Because they set that up, so it's kind of cool. So it's not just like one of those odd, convenient things. It's actually something that they've established, which is good. It's always good storytelling, right? You show something and then you pay it off. So she starts with the lighter and then she lights the car on fire and there's like a mini explosion and then this is really where the movie should have ended. And then if it ends right here, I'm good with it. I'm happy, this is fine, great movie. But I'm guessing to pad the runtime or they had more money in the budget. I don't really know why they did this but this is where the movie gets stupid and like honestly they should have ended it. You know like there's a point in the movie savages Where if they just end it, it's a great movie. But because they don't end it there, it's kind of dumb. Like, it falls flat at the ending. That's exactly what happens in this movie. Because as she's walking away, the car turns on. And the guy is completely on fire. And he's driving the truck after her. And then it's like a slope speed chase. And they get to a bridge, because they're getting out to the main road. And she just can't walk anymore, because her legs are all cut up. So she's crawling... And then the guy gets out, and he's all burnt up, and he has like shards of glass inside of his t- inside of his chest, and he's got the axe, but he's kind of dragging it. And then he falls to his knees, and then he falls over. And the daughter gets to the road. She flags down a car that's there, and then uh, very Texas Chainsaw Massacre, You know, uh, the lady gets out of the car, but then she sees attacker number two get up, so she hops into the car. It's like a truck, like a little truck, and then. The daughter jumps into the bed of the truck and then attacker number two tries to get into the truck, but uh, there's a baseball bat the daughter grabs and then she smacks attacker number two in the head and then he falls, hits the pavement, and then he's actually dead. And then it keeps going for some reason. (laughs) Uh, They're at a hospital now and the brother's completely, you know, fine. Not like fine, like he's all tubed up and on like breathing machines and stuff. And then, uh, the daughter she's getting water and then you hear kind of like a shriek and then a knock on the door and then credits <laughs> so yeah not the best ending ever uh but yeah it's still a fun movie uh, you know it's an hour and 20 minutes uh if you're trying to pick which one just watch the first one because the first one's a lot better than this one but in a pinch this will do like this will scratch the horror itch I don't think it's like the best movie ever but certainly not the worst I've definitely seen way worse horror movies but, yeah, not a, if, you, if you like slashers and, like, you're not looking for something to reinvent the wheel, this is a good enough movie just to have on. Like, I like it enough that I bought it. Um, I really liked it. But I don't think this is going to be for everybody. It's probably just too, like, you know, paint by numbers as far as it goes for horror here. But, uh, you know, fuck it, man. <laughs> just watch whatever movies make you happy. You know what I mean? That's where I'm at. Um, yeah. So, if you guys have any ideas of what other movies we should do, uh, you know, let us know. You know, get on our Facebook. Uh, you know, go to the search engine, go at DTZ, the Pod People, and then you can comment on this link. You can send us a message through Facebook or an email through Facebook. You know, Zach's Corner is our show, and uh, we want to hear what you guys want to do too, because I really like the fun. You know, interaction of uh, us and you it's you know it's way more fun that way um yeah hopefully we got more <laughs> coming up dude like i'm dying doing this every week i know it's crazy because this is supposed to be a weekly show but i bit off more than i could chew um <laughs> when i started the show when i started the show i was young and i had time and you know i was ambitious and now <laughs> I'm a bitter, broken man with a day job, and I hate myself, (laughs) and I'm just not finding the motivation to do this, but we're getting there, we're clawing, it's like pulling teeth, but we've got one every week so far. Oh, I don't want to complain on air, I'm sorry guys, this is supposed to be happy, this is like an escapism show, and I love you guys, and I love doing it, I'm not trying to complain about that, it's just life in general, man, you know what I mean, like sometimes you get down, but that's why we do it, right, so we can all help build each other up. Um, I'm exhausted. I love you guys. Uh, I hope this was somewhat entertaining. Uh, I have no idea. But, uh, you guys take care of yourselves, alright? I will see you soon. Bye!